Welcome to Wine, Spirits, and, and Witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna, and we're your High Priestess for this evening. Welcome to another Ask Astrega. Yay, Ask Astrega. Let's hope we can answer some of your questions today, for sure. How you doing, Monica? I'm hanging in there. It's been a lazy Saturday. I'm still in my pajamas, believe it or not. And uh, today I am not drinking anything alcoholic. I have a Coca-Cola today. Hey, I have a bubbly. It's not even, I need to stop calling it bubbly water. because It's not. I have a LaCroix um, that I put strawberries in because that's like my new addiction. Nice. I like that. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Sounds I did good. spill. I spilled half of it all over the table and the dog before we started recording. Aww. So there's that. But, you know, I, just, I have a strawberry flavored pug now. What else? Uh, (laughs) that's cool okay yeah okay so we have some interesting questions today um that i've gone through and i just want to start with guys send us your questions send us your stories i'm sure that there's a few that have been buried in the email from like a long time ago so i do have to like diligently dig through this so if you're like what the fuck i emailed you guys in december and you haven't answered my question that is because i have the attention span of a hamster sometimes but i will go through those but questions stories dreams like whatever you guys got that you want to talk about maybe you want to share a ritual that you did like share these experiences with us this is how we connect and this is how everybody learns that's right yes we can learn from each other absolutely and if you guys don't send us ask astragas then there won't be an ask astraga episode so help us help you yes absolutely for sure so our first one so we just did the spirit guide path working, which I think was really cool. We had two people that had reached out to kind of talk about that. Um, yes. and this one comes from Angie and this was a really interesting experience that she had. And before I get into it, I just want to highlight for those of you listening that maybe did the path working and didn't meet your spirit guide. Maybe you met somebody else. We had somebody else say that he thinks he had met like a deity instead in my personal experience when we get into that state of mind and that trance like state for path workings, sometimes we don't always get to do like the mission that we set out to do. It's almost like you arrive there and your deities, your spirit guides, someone's there that's been like, I've been waiting for you. And now that you're here, I'm going to steal your attention because we have shit to do. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't turn out as planned. That's for sure. But you know Absolutely. what? I feel like that's a more authentic experience that you can really be confident in because when you're doing a path working, there's always that part of you that goes, you know, was this my imagination? Yeah. Yeah. But, but as I- witches, you know, we're more open to things happening to us and we kind of like not go there. I mean, we go there, but it's, we realize that it's probably not our imaginations. Exactly. But I feel like when you, when you kind of get commandeered by something else, I feel like it's a little bit more like you can confidently be like, that wasn't my imagination. That was like an experience that's been waiting because I needed to hear whatever was happening. Right. You know? exactly. So keep yeah. that in mind. So if you didn't meet your spirit guide, that's not a bad thing, but maybe you can still just write in. And if you feel comfortable, tell us what happened and you know, what you guys got out of it. That would be really cool. Yes. But yes. moving on, here is Angie's story. 
Hello, Monica and Shauna. So you wanted to hear about our experiences. Well, I hope you can help me with this one. As I listened to the cricket somewhere in your recording and Monica's voice, I ended up in a field of high waste brown field of wheat like grass. It was sunny there and I could see the pine forest in front of me. As I crossed into the forest, it was dark nighttime, midnight if you can picture it. I was comfortable, calm, familiar with everything. Nothing scared me. Nothing was around but those damn crickets. <laughs> yeah. I, I did find a stump, but it wasn't a regular stump. It was one that was big enough that I could sit inside of it and cross my legs. The outer tree bark was taller than the inside of the stump, giving the feeling of a rounded love seat. I waited there, noticing that I could see in the dark as if there was moonlight, but I couldn't see a moon. A figure appeared in the dark. As it got closer, it remained a figure. As it stood in front of me, I didn't see a face it was wearing or became a, a cloak. Let me make sure I'm reading this right. I didn't yeah. see a face it was wearing or it became a cloak. It was a dark blue slash black cloak covered in millions of stars of all sizes. I could see the Milky Way on it and other galaxies. It was like midnight starry sky became a person or transformed into a figure just with a cloak. I sensed a masculine aura, an ancient being, one that might not be known for talking because I had a feeling that they either couldn't talk or didn't want me to know they could talk. Silence grew between us, and as it reached out a hand, or what I assumed was a hand because there was no fingers, just edges, like the corner of a blanket. I wish I could screenshot this image because now that I am typing this out, it sounds creepier than it was. I didn't feel anything being placed in my hand when I reached out. When it moved its hand away, I saw what I could describe as some sort of necklace or a string that was super bright in other spots. Imagine a string of beads you put together of all different sizes, but the bigger ones were the ones that shine so bright that it made everything else a blur. It didn't sit next to me, but I felt like it was around me somewhere, not hugging, but just a shadow floating around. Oh my God, I just realized what the movement of the cloak resembled, Dementors, and a sense of how their cloak would move around though. Okay, I get that. It didn't really leave, like returning to the end of the forest, it kind of got absorbed into the sky. So ladies, any ideas? I would love to hear what you think and what others think. I hope to hear from you soon, Angie. Mm. Well, so I, I have some theories. Okay. What's your theories? So first off, um, I, I shared some of my experience with the path working on the episode as we did it. And when my spirit guide first came out of the forest, it was just like a shadow figure. Like I could just see a black silhouette of a person. I couldn't see any like definitive clothing, definitive features for a while. And I was like, are we, it was kind of creepy. So uh -huh. I know that in the path working, you, you had been like, you know, like it's going to walk towards you and you kind of like set it all up for us, but that's not exactly how it happened for me. And it doesn't seem that's exactly how it happened to Angie. I don't feel like that's exactly a problem. And it doesn't seem like from the, she was afraid of it. It was just a different experience on what she was anticipating. Right. Because right. it was something that was a different, a different experience than what she was anticipating. Again, I'm going back to my, like, leaning on my theory that I feel like we can deem this as a little bit more authentic. Like, you really did meet, if not your spirit guide, then, you know, someone of your spiritual crew, some kind of ethereal being. And I think what you need to kind of do is lean in on the hints that you did get. It wasn't speaking to you, at least directly. But it does seem like you were feeling sensations and getting a vibe. And just like Monica and I always say, 
everybody's intuition is different. You're going to hear things. You're going to see things. You're going to feel things. Maybe you feel things and maybe that's where part of this comes from. So ask yourself how your intuition works. And if you, if it is more like feelings, that's what you need to pay attention to. And Mm -hmm. when you have things, like you said, you didn't feel the hand when it gave you something, but it was there, like the feelings that you can remember those sensations, remember what those felt like and what that was like, because when you feel that again, that's when you know that that's your spirit guide talking to you or -hmm. trying to get your attention and trying to have that conversation. Following the breadcrumbs that were left for you was this cloak that had all of these stars on it, right? So I would first look up spirits or deities or anything kind of in relation to stars like sky gods and goddesses like we have diana that's the goddess of the moon uranus who is the god of the sky <clears throat> so i would kind of look into things like that and see who rules over stars or like spirits that are known to be affiliated with the stars um the more i say stars the more i think of star seeds which is like this weird new age thing where people think that they're like aliens um i don't mean star seeds so angie so don't start thinking that your spirit guides an alien um unless you're into that kind of thing we all know i hate aliens so i'm a little biased there and the last thing that i'll say is you were gifted this string of beads that was kind of like a necklace and some had different sparkling elements to it the bigger ones did there's some really cool laser cut glass beads that are made out of like crystal glass that sparkle almost like disco balls that you can find at all sorts of arts and crafts stores, bead stores, Michaels, wherever. I would maybe go get some of those or maybe even get something like a rhinestone bead and try and put together what you can that resembles this string as accurately as you can remember that you can do in real life. And I would use this as a spiritual tool for your meditation, for divination and things for further work with your spirit guide as you're trying to develop that relationship. I would use that as like this anchor. Hmm. You know what came to mind for me, and I know this is way off cue or something, but it the way she was talking about it described like, you know, uh, Christmas Carol, the ghost of the Christmas future, you know, that one that's just in a cloak and just pointing toward what could be mm-hmm. coming up in, in there in his life. So maybe this is where I was going with that. Maybe it was like trying to tell you where something was going, like what were you supposed to be looking for, what you can change to improve your life. So that's where I kind of went with that. All right. I like it. That's kind of cool. Um, the only other thing I would say is that maybe you need to add some astrology into your spiritual practice because you were talking about stars and the constellations and things like that. Yeah. So I think I would try and incorporate a little bit more like lunar solar and like, you know, constellation aspects, astrology and things like that into your magic and your practice. Um, and I think if you kind of lean on those, those things, you'll get some more answers because I think you did in essence, meet your spirit guide. It just wasn't as clear cut as you were hoping but that's okay because you still met them and you know when I've had things like that happen and I've been given symbols or objects I try and create them in in real life so I can use them as that connection almost like when you pick it up and start to work with it it's that phone call that calls that other side for you Uh Uh you can start to kind of develop things yeah there's a lot of uh deities or uh that are associated with stars though you should definitely check that out Mm-hmm. I think you're oh. going to get some information from that 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that was good advice about looking into the deities because, and look into the male deities as well as the female deities, not just the, just the females. 
Yeah, I would I would look into the male because she felt like a masculine presence. So I would definitely okay. look okay. more towards male. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it. also maybe like look at like your lineage, like you know, where do you hail from and who you know, like what traditions or cultures are you related to and kind of like even look there. Cause like the first thing that came to my mind was I believe that the Mayans worked a lot with the stars. Mm -hmm. so like you could even maybe try going that way and kind of see what you can find you know uh -huh. that's what I got for that one so thank you for writing that in and sharing your experience with us Angie I hope we were able to shed some light for you um, yes absolutely. but I think that's that's really cool and if you do manage to be able to recreate that necklace like if you feel comfortable sending us a picture I would love it yeah absolutely I'd love to see that too absolutely yeah all right. Okay. So our next question is from Ace and Ace writes in and says, Hey, which is a very new witch here. A bit of a silly question. I've been seeing a feral black cat walk through my neighborhood recently, especially before bad events, as well as seeing some black cat imagery here and there. I was wondering if this meant anything or if I'm just paranoid. Thanks for everything. Ace. Okay. Well, what do you think? I'm thinking that if he's seeing a black cat, and then bad things happen to him afterward. I mean, it is, it is a, like a, um, what is it? A wives tale or, you yeah. know, that, you know, you see a black cat, you're going to have bad seven years, whatever, bad luck. But if that is what's happening to you, that you're seeing this black cat and then you're having bad things happen, I would take that, that that's an omen for you. <laughs> Just mm -hmm. know that's preparing you for, oh, guess what? Some shit's going to come down. I guess that's a symbol or sign or a, like a little nudge that maybe something and you could prepare yourself and maybe perhaps change that energy into something good. Yeah. So whatever is happening to you at that moment, when you're seeing that black hat, whatever is happening in your life that you're trying to make a decision on or whatever, look at the situation and, and you got the warning with the black hat and then try to change it if it's not good. Mm -hmm. that's what i think about that one that's exactly what i think i think it's an omen i think you're getting signs that something bad is going to happen yeah so you can prepare yourself or change your behavior and your decisions accordingly yes with that said though i don't think that the black cat is like your enemy or anything like that i would actually take it as an ally because isn't it nice when someone gives you the heads up that some shit's about to go down hell yeah hell so, yeah so i would like and you said that this is a feral black cat in your neighborhood maybe you could leave food out for it somewhere as a thank you that it, it's done that for you that's what Absolutely. I would do. Yeah. Yep. That's where I'd go with that one. Yep. For sure. Mm -hmm. That's a lot better of an omen. Like, I feel like that's very specific. My eye just switches and I'm just like, do I need vitamins? Is something bad going to happen? Am I stressed <laughs> out? I don't know. Right. Right. My eye does that once in a while. Some people say when your eye twitches like that, that someone's going to die. But I don't know if that holds true for everybody. Dude, no, no, no. That's exactly what happened to me. Oh, hell. That's okay. exactly yeah. the first time that it happened because it was like, this twitch coupled with this anxiety and like my mom's friend got murdered. You remember when all that happened? Oh, hell yeah. I remember yeah. That. And I was like, Oh my God. Cause the second I found out what happened, my eyes stopped twitching. I could breathe normal. The anxiety went away. And you told me you were like, remember that feeling, you know what it feels like now. But so, yes. that, but now I'm paranoid. Cause every time my eye gets a little twitch, I'm like, Oh fuck. What, who's dying now? But I feel like it has to be the anxiety coupled with the eye twitch. Mm -hmm. okay. so but yeah yes. but that's exactly what that meant that shit was wild that was i was there that day i remember mm -hmm. that like the back of my head i remember that yeah that was crazy crazy okay so, all right all right our next one comes from grace okay 
All right. And so I love that people are sending us long things because it gives the, the, the episode some girth. So thank you guys. All right. <clears throat> Hi, everyone. I've been listening to the podcast for a little while now. And well, I've been a witch for a very long time, reading, studying since the age of 10 or 11, but practicing for eight years now. My husband is very supportive and even helps me gather things I need, such as herbs and books. Uh-huh. But I've been really in tune to what I study for about a month now. I mean, it's almost like I can't stop. I always have this huge urge to sit and read and study at least twice a day. If not, it's almost like I get anxiety. It's crazy. But I've also had a few awakenings like spiritually and mindfully. I have an Oracle deck, tarot, and even some chakra reading deck. But my Oracle deck is my go-to and sorry for the long story, but I've recently had a dream and I'd like to share. I felt the need to share with others and hope if it's not too much. Um, So in my dream, I was learning to fight. It was very weird. My husband was teaching me to fight because I was in danger, but I was in my nan's house and each room was the same except for the bedroom. It was like a childhood room of mine, but in each room there was a clock and on it was 1111. And there was also something that got my attention right away. And each room on the counters was a severed cow's head, black in color, its cheeks sunken, and it had a very yellow tongue, bloodshot eyes, and baby horns. And on one side of the tongue was more yellow than the other, infected. This was on the left side. Well, that jutted me out of my sleep. And then for three days, I started seeing cow heads in real life. Like it was crazy. And each time I'd see it, something odd would happen. Like one time I was listening to your podcast and in the middle of the podcast, I seen it kind of in the corner of my eye on the left of the room. And then I heard a loud clap and then something was like, pay attention. It was very audible, almost like it was in the room with me. I looked down and I seen your podcast paused itself on 1111 on an Ask Estrega. Hmm. It struck me as odd and it did startle me. So I didn't listen to it. And I went back to my study. And then later that night around 1130 or 12 a.m., I was on the phone with my mom looking at properties on Zillow. And then every picture in my in my vision was replaced with that cow's head. And at that moment, I realized that it was my mom's dog had yelped like he was scared. And he pooped on his on her bed, which he's never done in all of his five years. She said he looked scared and that they couldn't grab his attention. Well, that really had me thinking, but it was like, I'll figure it out later and went back to what I was doing. Later that night, I started telling my husband about it after I logged into my Animal Crossing game and seen this letter attached. She, she sent an attachment in the email. And I just started, started laughing and telling him about everything that's been happening. And we looked up what it may have meant, the angel number, and have seen many different answers. And since then I do still see the cow's head and I've had a very bad feeling, bad habit of biting the left side of my tongue and my sleep. Most dreams I've had lately have had the head in it. And I think now what I know what it means, but I would like to hear y'all's take on this so I can gather what a dead cow stands for in multiple religions. It's not the best thing. And I would love to know what you all may think of what I may be dealing with. Blessed be Gracie. Now, Animal Crossing is a really popular video game. I don't know if you know what it is, Monica. It's no, kind of like, do you know what The Sims is? Do you what? remember this? Do you remember Sims? 
Probably not. Well, it's it's a video game and it's become very popular, especially over quarantine. It's kind of like you build like a little village and stuff like that. So she sent a screenshot of this. Like basically she logged onto her video game and the video game center, like a letter and stuff. And it says, okay, this might sound strange, but whenever I see numbers lining up, I get excited. Like if I happen to look up my, at my clock, just as the time flips over to 1111, I felt like it might be important somehow. So one of her friends in the game sent her that when she's been seeing all the 1111 stuff herself. Okay. So 1111 is definitely coming around. So to me, 1111 is synchronicity. You got to think about what you're thinking about in that moment. And the universe is kind of like nodding its head going, yeah, like things are lining up for you in some way. Um, Not necessarily always in a good way. If you're thinking about something stressful or having a stressful dream, seeing 1111 might be like, yeah, like you're stressed out. Like something's up. Mm. So I feel like you're kind of getting confirmation that something is up with this cow's head. And I feel like this is almost kind of similar to what Ace had wrote in about the black cats. Like, I feel like this is a warning or an omen Mm. is what Mm -hmm. it seems like to me. I think it was very interesting that it's happened. Um, I don't know. My first feeling was that it was some kind of spirit. And especially when you're talking about like being on Zillow and looking at properties with your mom, like, I think I'd be very selective of what place you're getting, Mm. but I think it's very important for you to learn more about protection magic probably especially because in the beginning of the dream you were learning how to fight because you're in danger Mm, that with the dead creepy cow's head and then with 11 11 this all started because you had to learn how to fight because you were in danger i think this is telling you you got to really up your protection magic game and really do that um and you said that you found a topic that you've been studying that you've been really into lately I would make sure that this is really something for you and maybe like beyond just reading you should find a teacher that's an expert in that tradition or topic a lot of times we find traditions or things that we find really interesting that have very heavy connotations and very severe so to speak spirits and so it's one of those things where like you know I'm not going to read a book on certain traditions and be like fuck yeah I'm going to go put a ritual together in my backyard I'm going to go find someone that knows about this and book a class or a reading with them and be like, this is, this is where I'm at with this. I want to learn more. I want to do this, but am I offending someone? So this also could be, maybe you need to tread a little bit lighter with your studying. Maybe you're going too deep, too fast without proper guidance here. Mm-hmm. And you know, the cows usually uh, represents the mother in some form. So I find it like interesting that you were talking to your mother and that, that that cow energy came back around to you again. So I feel like cows are definitely associated with the elder and the mother and um, stuff like that. So I think that's interesting. And I don't know, quite know how to connect the dots with that. But I do know it is connected with mom somehow. Mm-hmm. Maybe your mom did some of that protection magic too then. Yes, I would think that too. And um, yes, it like it. Um, but you know what? It's funny because cows are, uh, totems are, are they use for protection against negativity or nightmares. Isn't that crazy? And so, it's like she's getting nightmares about them. Well, yeah. I think that could also mean though, like she has to work on her protection because maybe the protection that she's had has been dismantled. Like someone took it down because the cow is dead. Like it was decapitated. Right. So it's like someone like decapitated her wards, maybe. Maybe, maybe, you know. But- 11, 11 is a powerful number, though, too. I mean, evolving to the next phase of your life, you know, higher vibrational numbers, mm-hmm. you know. 
So it could mean like dip out with the old, out with the old life, in with the new life. Since the cow was, yeah, it could be that. You know, oh yeah, so, that could be very much so. It. Yeah, I like so that. That's, that's my very, take on it too. So it's a yeah, lot less sinister. I like yours better. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's keep on the positive side at least try anyway yeah i do have one thing to say though your husband's awesome for supporting you helping you gather things and books and stuff like that um yeah, awesome it's really great and i you know i've talked to other people that li- some of our other listeners who have significant others that are really supportive that way i lucked out with my significant other my husband's super sorry my evil toothless terror is terrorizing the other dogs in the background <laughs> That's okay. but yeah my husband's really supportive and it's just one of those things like you know we just got to be happy so shout out to all you kick-ass significant others mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i agree um, all right and so now okay and our next one comes from justin Hi, ladies. First off, thanks for all that you do and the help you provide to others like me. Your help and advice goes a long way. I'm writing to you again to see if you can help shed some light on my situation. I apologize if this is a tad long. I've been doing my craft for about a year and a half now, and I felt like I've grown in many aspects of my life. In my practice, I've been working with spirits, ancestors, and my higher self on a daily basis. However, I haven't incorporated a deity into my work because I wanted to work on myself before establishing a new relationship. When I first started my craft, I worked through a lot of shit. I remember doing a strong meditation practice one night and saw a lot of doors open for me. At the same time, I went to bed peacefully but woke up at 12 a.m. on the dot and shot up like someone was telling me to wake up. Feeling confused and still half asleep, I laid my head back down, then instantly everything went black. I was falling into darkness like I was being pulled deep, deep downward into the earth. As I was falling, I saw things around me. One of the, the prominent things that stood out in my mind was this rope-like object. It's hard to describe, but it reminded me of a strange form of a witch's ladder. But the ropes looked cut and dangling. I kept falling for what felt like hours until I finally hit the cold ground. All around me was darkness, but before me, I saw a light shining on this woman figure wearing a black robe. She was facing the other way, so I couldn't see her, but I knew in my mind's eye that she was young and had red hair. She didn't speak to me, but she felt powerful yet welcoming. I feel like this was an introduction to say, I'm here when you're ready. For over a year now, this vision has been bugging me trying to figure out who she is. I've also been in meditations where I felt a presence with me to hear and feel snakes going across my body and feel a presence lingering over me with my ear ringing. I went from the thoughts of her being Hecate to Lilith, but those names didn't feel right. It wasn't until recently that I learned about Aradia and my intuition was going off. Even though I don't know much about Strega, the basic information that I learned about her just felt right, and we felt similar in many ways. I'm writing to you in hopes that you could shed some more light on her, as I feel like Diana is spoken about rather than Aradia herself. Do you have any tips on establishing a relationship with her, since this is my first approach to deity slash goddess? Thanks so much, Justin. Okay. All right. Well, my take on this is, they say, and it's been said, that Aradia, Diana, and Hecate are all the same person, different names. So what I, I mean, your take, you, I mean, you mentioned all three of those names, so I think that's pretty interesting. 
Um, what I do know from practicing Stadega is Aradia um, loves her children. And all you have to do is kind of reach out to her and work with her. And if you follow her ways, in other words, like following the, the moons and the Sabbaths and her teachings, that she will take care of her children. That's what I know about Aradia. So work with all three if you can, because like I said, some people believe that all three are the same person. That's what yes. I got on that one. What do you I got like on that? Um, I think you're pretty spot on because yeah, you mentioned all three and I, I know that they're all kind of seen as the same um, or as one in the same. And I kind of see like maiden mother crone kind of situation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but you're at this point in time, you are called to work with Aradia, the maiden form of her. So first I would kind of look into what does the maiden stand for and what part of the maiden aspect of the goddess is resonating with you right now. Right. Um, you can learn about Aradia from Charles Leland's book, Gosp Aradia, Gospel of the Witches. Right, right, um, right. That is a good place to start. We've actually even gone over some passages about that in our Patreon in one of the episodes. And that's something that we touch on from here uh, from time to time as one of the bonus episodes for the Patreoners. So that's something to look at. But also right. you can learn a little bit about her as well as I believe some rituals for her in Raven Gramassi's Italian Witchcraft. There is right. a part about, about her in that. So I would definitely check that out as well. You do talk in your email about feeling snakes mm. during this meditation. And it doesn't seem like a bad thing. It seems like something that you're kind of vibing with you know, in relation to this goddess. So if you don't have a snake phobia and you need a pet, maybe you get a pet snake and that's part of it. And that'll be, you know, you're familiar and, and an animal that you work with, but at the very mm. least I would get a snake representation that can go on your altar and be something that you work with for your meditations and use that imagery. Uh-huh. Well, you know, there's a lot of people that, um, well, I'll talk to you about that later. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm looking at, the, the emails we're getting about how many people uh, did the path working and the different deities and entities that they met. It's really very interesting. I think it's you know? really cool. Yeah. I think yeah. it's really awesome. So many people have had really wonderful experiences. The one thing that I do want to say is um, just know that there is a difference between your patron deities and your spirit guide. Yes, absolutely. You know, yeah. and not to say that people can't have, you know, ascended masters and famous people as spirit guides. But I can't tell you how many people have told me that their spirit guide is Geronimo. Really? Uh, yeah. And it's a lot of people who have no ties to any kind of native culture. So I'm not okay. saying that it's not true. I'm just saying that it seems that Geronimo would be very busy in his afterlife, Person. that was the yes. case. Yeah, yeah. Um, very similar to how almost everybody is Mary Magdalene or Cleopatra in a past life. Like how many yes. shred, how many pieces did they shred their soul into? Right, so exactly. Yeah. If you just have someone and David Bowie isn't your spirit guide, it's fucking cool, guys. Like you know, someone that kind of flies under the radar. That's like Joe Blow isn't actually Joe Blow anyway, so it's cool. Like you're fine. Yeah, it's true. That's <laughs> true. So, yeah. So thank you guys so much for writing in, for sharing your experiences. I hope we could shed some light on that for you guys. 
Absolutely. Yes. Keep writing us, keep sending us your stories and your, and your questions. We love them. And we love all you guys out there for listening. Yeah. Thank you and for send your us your spells. You guys still have a couple days to get us the spells in to win a really cool prize. Don't be yeah. scared. We haven't gotten a lot of emails from people. And I know that plenty of people have told me that they're interested in it. I think you guys are being weenies and are too scared to send us stuff. We're not going to judge you. It doesn't have to be something crazy. You could just tell me about a spell you did where you like spit on a shoelace for good luck and you had a great day. I don't care. Just send it in. Right. Exactly. Wine exactly. Spirits and Witches at gmail.com. Don't, don't forget, guys. You got time. Uh, Monica, who's your shout out? My shout out. And I, they probably, I don't know if they're even going to hear this, this uh, episode, but I just met with a very uh, close family that I've been reading for, for many, many years last night. And I just adore these people. So this is for the doctor and his family. I love you guys. If you happen to be listening, just know that I truly love you. And it was so good to see you last night. That's my shout out. Love it. My shout out is to Jason, Jason in New Jersey. We've talked a couple times. We chit chat on Instagram. Um, we were actually doing a reading the other day and I, I told Jason like, oh, like you, maybe you need to like go gathering in the middle of the night. He's like, okay, I'll make Monica proud. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. You won't. So, make <laughs> That's great. Shout- I just, and guys, whenever you go gathering at, at night and you're like pulling a Monica and stuff and like gathering and like, you know, yards and shit, I just want you guys to hear like the Mission Impossible music playing in the background yeah. at all times, okay? <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes, indeed. I mean, <laughs> that's true. That's what I hear in my head. That's for sure. Oh my God. Yep. It, but we need to get you to do a roll. Like, you know, like, like we need to get you to like, do like a tumble, like do like a whole montage of this. <laughs> Well, shout out to Jason. I love you. You're awesome. Keep up the good witchy work. And on yes. that note, guys, we will talk to you soon. Merry meet. Merry part. And, and merry, merry meet again. Meet again.